Hey podcast friends, Eddie here. I want to invite you to Hawaii to join us for a Faith and Friends event. This will take place May 3rd to the 12th. We simply want to create a space where we can go beyond Zoom calls or FaceTime and actually do life together as friends in real life. And we'll get to pray together, sing together, worship together, and who knows, maybe even getting a little bit annoyed together. <laughs> actually, that last one is a guarantee because if you decide to join us for Faith and Friends, not only are you going to get to meet Jayla and I, but also my boys, Micah and Luca, and I know, I know, kids aren't for everyone, but let me tell you, these dudes are amazing. Anyway, for the past year, my family and I have had the privilege to open our home to so many people from all over the world and introduce them not only to the beauty of Hawaii, but to the beauty of good gospel. So during our time together, we'll spend time paddleboarding together, hiking, hanging out at the beach, and even playing board games. So as you can tell, the whole reason we're hosting this event is to be together, to experience life with the people you might see or hear about on the internet, but in real life. So come, build your faith, explore paradise, and gain a new perspective on all that Jesus has done for you. Register at lovereality.org events. That's lovereality.org events. Be careful who you point your fingers at. So if you, when you point your finger at the, the other ones, uh, there's three fingers pointing, pointing back. right back at yourself. Welcome back to the move where we're vibing in and with the book. Ten minutes at a time. Yeah. Today we're looking at the very end of Romans chapter one, verses uh, 24. All the way to 32. Have you read it? I read it. There's mm-hmm. some stuff in there that's, that kind of hits hard. Okay. Well. So before we dive in, check it out. And if it's your first time or you have yet to subscribe, go ahead. Hit that button. Just do it. Just do it's it. actually free. Yeah. Read it and do it. Yeah. Simple. So welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that passage. As always, we're going to start with our 10 minutes and... Uh, Let's go. Okay. Okay. You first. <laughs> okay. As I'm reading through this text, I'm, I'm observing what's taking place presently, at least in North America. And I get the sense that this is something that's a larger discussion within Christendom around the world. Mm-hmm. There is this large discussion. It's not even really a discussion. It's like this tirade from the church outward Specifically with a group of people, Mm -hmm. a group of people who looks different than us Mm -hmm. and who sins different than Mm -hmm. us. And I've noticed this. Why is it that we're so harsh on people who sin differently than I Mm -hmm. do? Mm -hmm. And especially this passage. Especially this passage. To address a certain group of people, right? We're talking about the LGBTQ plus whatever all those other uh, letters plus are, I, community. I, I, yeah. community, yeah. This is one of those passages that I've heard over and over and over again. And to be clear, I'm not trying to say that the message of this text, like I'm trying to, to, to go away with or to redefine, like I, I'm, I believe what I would say the vast majority of you guys watching believe and affirm about human sexuality and God's ideal for man. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the text that I've heard so many times in that discussion. Mm-hmm. P- 
people use as ammunition. Yeah, and I think, again, my desire is always to frame, right? If, if we could frame this passage in light of the history of Paul's people, because mm-hmm. Paul lives— Paul, the gospel of Paul is not abstract, mm-hmm. right? It's very much embodied. Like he experienced it in his body, in his flesh. He was a murderer. He had this revelation. He has this thorn in the flesh, if you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. He has this thing. It's working out. So he's working it out in his body and in the history and connection to his people. And the history and connection to his people it draws back to the beginning of the book where there seems to be a division between what are called the nations and the people of Israel. We would use language now with an us versus them kind of yes. motif like, oh, we and, and we, we we use things like, oh, we're better than you. We're holier yeah. than you. We're this kind of spiritual arrogance and yeah. pride where, oh, yeah, if I mean, you don't know what I know. There's an us versus you're, them. You're not living how I'm living. Yeah, yeah. because I have a certain truth. Yeah. And, and Paul comes from this group where Israel had the oracles of God and the nations, i.e. the Gentiles, mm-hmm. i.e. the uncircumcised ones i.e. the unclean ones, i.e. Uh, you and me. You and me, right? <laughs> I so mean, we would, we would be in that category. We'd qualify. But Paul's saying that my mission is to the Gentiles mm-hmm. to tell them about mm-hmm. this great and glorious gospel, but to also highlight to them that, hey, you are in a darkened state and your sort of sinning is actually what's going to cause the wrath of God that's being revealed to come in this executive judgment. And we hear that. And we fashion ourselves now, those who believe in the gospel. So we're included into some notion of spiritual Israel. Mm -hmm. And then it's really quick to identify ourselves no longer as the nation, but to identify ourselves as Israelites. Israelites. And so we make that same exact mistake. Same mistake where we outwardly point and say, your sinning is actually bringing the wrath of God. And, And I know you've heard this in different places that... The sort of sinning that we've done as a nation is bringing actively the wrath of God. Yeah, that's actual language that's being used. America isn't elevated to its former position, glory, not fulfilling the promise and destiny. Why do you think that we run to that so fast? Why, why Why do we get to the point where it's us versus them, like, without even trying? What's What's interesting is that Paul addresses that straight up when he says that our minds become darkened and they're futile, right? We're claiming to be wise. We end up being foolish. I was reading here verse 24. Mm -hmm. But all of this happens because one, we don't honor God. And two, we don't give thanks. Mm. And now for the Israelite, that looks a particular way, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just talk about us. Okay. When we don't honor God, John later on, who has a close affinity with Paul in his theology, right? John, a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, calls out that if we don't love one another disinterestedly, Mm -hmm. we ourselves don't actually know God. And Paul's highlighting that, like, do we actually aim to love one another disinterestedly and or do we actually put up a roadblock between us and them? Because this roadblock of us and them, and Paul setting this up, is not as clear as you'd like to think. Yeah. That that divide that separates the the civilized folk from the barbarians. Yeah. Actually, if you if you if you take a closer look at it, there's not really even a divide. Yeah, that, we are one in the same. Let, let's call it. Yeah. That divide that separates cisgendered straight people that attend church and are part of the body versus 
the sexually, quote unquote, deviant who are outside because they belong to the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And then we say, you're the nations. We're Israel. You need the gospel to come in, but your sinning can no longer be in this fashion. The text that people will talk about is for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations with those that are contrary to nature. And men likewise gave up natural relationships with women and were consumed with passion for one, one another, committing shameless acts with men, receiving themselves a due penalty for their error. And we can highlight that. And I think correctly so. We have a 2000 plus year history of Christendom that has interpreted that according to the integrity of one, the book and two, the history and the great minds that have come. So I affirm uh, the Christian teaching and sexual ideal. And yet it's just a little uncomfortable because of what he also highlights in the text. It, there's, there's, that's not the end that's of his, the end. his thing. And, and when I was in high school, I had a teacher who said, be careful who you point your fingers at. So if you, when you point your finger at the, the other ones, are there's three fingers pointing, pointing back. right back at yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is really what I see. One of the, the areas of growth in, in the church and in our conversations with the sexual minority. Yeah. Because, because in the exact same list, mm-hmm. it's not even divided. In the mm-hmm. same list, Paul's mentioning a couple other things that, that hit closer to home. At least for me, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, Mr. Viewer or yeah. Mrs. Viewer, are have achieved a, a level of sainthood where you're not struggling with any yeah. of these things. And look, let's call this out, verse 29. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness. That's that what we, it is. If we go back to verse 18 is why the wrath of God is being revealed because, because of unrighteousness, unrighteousness yeah. right? And then he goes on to explain unrighteousness. And we would say, yeah, unrighteousness of sexual deviancy. Of course. And yet he goes on to highlight what? Evil? And evil in scripture is not like the most malevolent evil that we can surmise. Evil in scripture is really just holding back a little something for yourself and not giving to that which is in need. Like that's the beginning of evil, Right covetousness you see that that follows like, that that's something that's real i, I mean won't. how many times have you scrolled on instagram and be like dang mine yeah really wish yeah right and then you have a certain resentment to the person that has it right yeah. and that covetousness actually eats away at you yeah here's envy right yeah. murder obvious strife obvious what about this deceit yeah gossiping yeah and here's one that that hit me hard when i was especially in high school disobedient to parents is that because you're Asian upbringing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was because I didn't become a doctor. Uh, that was a real conversation in my family. You're being disobedient because you didn't go yeah, to med school. Yeah, because I didn't honor my father and mother. And we can have a discussion on what that looks like and what that means. But in high school at that time, it's when you graduate from high school, what kind of doctor are you going to be? That's crazy. So here's the thing that I wrestled with in that time. And of course, obviously, clearly I'm not a doctor, so I've made my peace with it and yeah. I've kind of come to terms with that. But the point is, is that that disobedience to parents that's on the same list as the quote unquote sexual deviant. And let me draw attention to maliciousness for me, because when I hear maliciousness, you know what I hear that has the common phrasing of maliciousness is when we throw shade. Yeah. We're like, oh man, shade. shade." You know, that whole, that's, that's actually maliciousness towards somebody. And that comes in indictment in the same passage as sexual deviancy in order to highlight, at least for me, I'm not an Israelite. No. I'm actually a Gentile. You're, you're in this paragraph just like everyone else. Yeah. And at if, least like, like most of yeah, us. And if I don't honor and give thanks 
I'm up the river just like everybody else. So for me to make this clear distinction between me and the sexually deviant is not as neat as I would like to do it in order to self-justify my behavior in light of others as I pursue the project of making America great. I said it. You didn't want to say it. Here's what's encouraging is that this is actually... Paul's point, and we're going to see this in chapter two, that our reaction, the human reaction was also a reaction that was taking place place back then. The Jews felt some way about those outside the walls. We'll get into that in the next 10 minutes. I see what you did there. You see that? Is that good? Yeah. You like that transition? Yeah. Outside the, we'll leave that for the next 10 minutes. We'll see you guys then.